You know what time it is. It's another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. This time I have the CEO of an incredible company, Sticker Giant. So I have Beth Smith who I get to interview. And Sticker Giant is doing some incredible things. Beth is doing some incredible things with all of the giants there. They have a great tagline. Every sticker tells a story. You can learn more about them at StickerGiant.com. And if you really want to help your stickers or your labels or your packaging tell your brand story, you need to check out one of our other partners, Continuum XR. Continuum is is an augmented reality company, and they can help to bring your packaging to life. Augmented reality has a 41% rather increase in engagement versus standard video, a 40% higher conversion rate, and you actually get 50% fewer returns all with zero app downloads. That's right, it's all cloud-based. You can trigger you can trigger it just from a QR code or an image. Make sure you check them out at continuum-xr.com and I'll have the link in the show notes. Now, let's get to the interview with Beth Smith. All right, well, welcome to another episode here in season four of the People of Packaging podcast. I uh, have been connected up with Sticker Giant for a little over a year now. I met um, Jesse and I, uh, we got to present at a Label Expo thing. And so I've just been following uh, Sticker Giant as a company now for, for a little bit of time, certainly not as long as the company's been around. And so I am pleased to be joined by the the CEO, uh, of Sticker Giant, Beth Smith. Beth, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Adam. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I know in our kind of as we were bantering pre-call, I said, we're going to have, we're going to not uh, struggle for things to talk about. And that is certainly, <laughs> certainly going to be true. Um, so the first question I have, and I really want you to settle this debate, you're in Longmont, correct? True. That's where Sticker uh, well, Giant is. Th- Sticker Giant is Longmont. I'm at home today working. Um, I live in Boulder. Okay. So that's unfortunate, but um, because I wanted you to settle the debate, which was um, really the ultimate Colorado question, how much better is Fort Collins than Boulder? Um, Like on a scale of like 10 to 25. I'm just... I'm a Colorado State graduate, Beth. So, All right, then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're throwing down. That's just how it's going down right now. Um, well, you're catching me on a day. I usually wear a hat, so it's a special day. I don't have a hat on. Actually, I should have had one here I could have put on. I wear a Longmont versus everybody hat uh, probably two days out of five when I have a hat on. That's awesome. So, um, that's how I'll answer the question. It's okay. Really okay, got it. You're you're going you're gonna go Switzerland on it. I get it, and just uh, and just stay right right in the middle. Longmont is has just grown into its own city, its own culture. It's it's uh, it's really been cool. Because I was at Colorado State in the early 2000s, and you know Longmont was kind of the place that you either went to go get uh, a left-hand beer or you were on your way to Boulder. That was kind of the the thing, but it's really expanded and grown. Um, and I remember last time I was there, I met with uh, Jesse. I forget where we went. Um, we went and had a beer at this really cool... You had to have gone to Wibby. That's what it was. We went to Wibby. Yeah, it had like an outdoor, absolutely. like yes. it had an outdoor music venue. And it's like, this spot is awesome. Like I would be here all the time. Yeah, a lot, lot of Sticker Giant. The Wibby is, we're big friends with Sticker Giant. Um, 
they're a customer of ours and uh Lots of quarterly uh, reviews happen at Sticker Giant between giants. And uh, I'm surprised they don't have a chair with uh, Jesse's name carved in it. Uh, <laughs> he, he's uh, He, among many of our, our giants, are, are big fans. Now, why? so why not CGO, uh, Chief Giant Officer? Um, <laughs> why did you go with CEO? Oh, that is too good, Adam. <laughs> um, maybe never too late to change that. Oh my goodness. Um, all right, all right. Well, you just let me know. Um, I well, guess we went the traditional route on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know, you you have certainly not gone the traditional route in your career, um, as you have. You know, just looking at your your LinkedIn profile, which is really all. All I know, I say this, I've said this a couple of times, but it's not like I have people on and we're lifelong friends and I know everything about them. Oftentimes these interviews are really the first conversation I've had with somebody. So, um, you know, maybe just sort of talk us through what your career has been like and kind of that non-traditional route that you've had to go to get to where you're at today. Yeah, let me, I'll just start kind of early because I think that's a connect point for us too, is uh, my dad was a fundamental Christian minister. And uh, when it came time to go to college, I found myself at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we'll come back to that potentially your, or not. Did your dad, yeah. did your dad put the fun in fundamental or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that's another, that's a conversation for Wibby. Yeah. A two beer, uh, two beer conversation. So yeah, I uh, went to Liberty University. I graduated from there. Um, as we talk, you know, you'll probably see that, you know, my personal beliefs and my family's beliefs were really quite different. But, you know, getting to, to Lynchburg, I, I loved it as a town. And I got a job at UPS the summer of my junior year uh, in college at UPS. So um UPS in the, I'll date myself, in the early 80s figured out they didn't have any diverse workforce. So they were looking to hire, you know, people of color and uh, women. And um, they came on the Liberty campus and talked to all the women's sports coaches. Uh, to make the story shorter, uh, I had a couple of friends on the women's softball team that tried UPS out and they were coming back to the dorm saying, who wants to work that hard? And my best friend and I, we were on the, I, one year on the basketball, women's basketball team we went over to check it out and got jobs loading tractor trailers, uh, 13 year career there. I was a package car driver for almost a year. Back in those days, you had to uh, prove you could be a driver before you could get in management. So I got that check mark next to my name and I ended up in uh, the call center, the contact center management part of the business and customer service. Um, and I, then I ended up taking the uh, first management buyout that UPS offered, which at the time, people thought I was a little nuts because my goal was 45 and out, like a lot of my friends and uh, a lot of my UPS friends are retired now and have done quite well for themselves. Okay, I 45 as an age or 45 years of service and out? For, 45 years in age. Oh, so okay. I, is that, and that would be a new thing. I didn't know. That's a thing within UPS is? Uh, back in the old days, right? Okay. So when... Um, when their management incentive uh, program was a little more rich and different than it is uh, today and before, uh, you know, they, they actually have now public stock. So you could have series A stock back in some folks that were original in management had those, those series A stock. Oh, okay. So I just, and I, you know, I'd had a, a, a lot of um, 
my life to that point had been uh, really purpose-driven around work and career. And I did everything I could do to not work for uh, a little over two years. I took sort of odd job and did all sorts of things just to make my house payment, did some consulting things and contact centers. And then uh, one day I got pretty real with myself. I was like, look, I actually, I'm going to need a real job. Um, and I landed a job at a company called Overnight Transportation. Uh, which became UPS Freight right after I left. And I was there six and a half years. Okay. So you didn't so the, really end up leaving you, like you were, you, you left UPS and then you're right back at UPS. Well, uh, well I, I went from small package. UPS is a, you know, a parcel service, right? Yep. And then uh, I went to freight. So station was a freight company, less than truckload. Um, and then yeah, overnight became UPS freight after I left. You could kind of see the handwriting on the wall. But I left to come to Boulder, uh, where I live now, uh, to get a second master's degree at Naropa University. So um, I started studying with a meditation teacher and a mindful awareness teacher, uh, also an Alexander technique. So that, that's a, a body-centered performing arts uh, discipline. Okay. And uh we can talk about that more later, but I ended up coming out to Naropa, which is the only Buddhist inspired university in North America to chase a dream. I've been chasing dreams a lot of my life uh, to become a therapist. I'd always wanted to be a therapist. I've always been um, from young age, really intrigued with people and how people work and uh, psychology. And then I got that uh, three-year degree and set up private practice, worked in mental health, um, in the county or the city here and public health. And one day it just became so obvious of like, what am I doing? I miss the business world so much. Um, and I, yeah, I made the journey back to the business world okay. and I worked for a time sensitive, uh, transportation company for about six months, right. As the 09 crash happened and got laid off, uh, and then, uh, worked in a, a startup company in the apparel industry with a sustainability focus uh, on uniforms. We had a great book of business and that company went out of business, big learning there. Um, then got a job in technology at a company called Entrato in Longmont that's in the public safety 911 uh, data and telecommunications side of things, got laid off there. Oh no. And <laughs> um, I remember uh, my wife's name is Lisa. I remember saying to Lisa after I got laid off, I took a couple months just to kind of clear my head. And uh, I said, you know, the next thing I do, I want it to be fun. Cause I've been like 911 communications. Like that's, it was a great company. There were fun elements, but that's an intense, you know, industry to be in. Yeah, and then yeah. I started seeing this post for this company that I'd never heard of. And I'm also a local small company business geek. Um, I was like, who is this sticker giant? What are they looking for a COO it was posted a bunch of different ways, COO, vice president of operations. And I started trying to, you know, get a door to open. Um, cool. The short story of eight months of a um, sort of a journey to uh, actually be offered the job was I knew two people that know John Fisher. Uh, so I did get a door open that way. And, you know, John was at the time was looking for someone specifically with manufacturing background. Um, and I think as he talked to folks that had that background, and then as he and I started to talk, um, having someone with a broader background, I think had a lot of appeal. 
Mm -hmm. um, because in a small company, you really need to, all of our, all of our positions need to have some element of a Swiss army knife to them. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy journey. I was thinking as you were talking, you know, and I, I know of both, uh, Naropa from being in Colorado. Um, you know, I, my, I, my parents moved there in 1982, uh, to Monument and that's where I grew up. My parents still live in the same house they moved to in 82 and then, you know, going to school in Fort Collins. Like I, I knew of Naropa and then also being a, an ordained Southern Baptist minister, I'm certainly acutely aware of Liberty University. Um, and I, I'm thinking like that Venn diagram of like, I got my undergrad from Liberty and my master's from Naropa has got to consist of like two people, right? <laughs> who that's, that is, those are, those are, for those of you who don't know, and you could certainly go online and look like two completely different collegiate experiences, um, which I'm sure you, you could, you could speak uh, very definitively on. Um, like you said, from a, uh, you know, we'll call it like a, a conservative fundamental uh, Christian university. And even back in, in, I mean, I would say, well, I got to be careful because it's not a political podcast, but uh, it, it has certainly undergone its fair share of transformations. But from what I understood, you know, back in say the, you know, the eighties and nineties, there was there was a little bit more Bob Jones to it than there was yeah. nuance and uh, even even a level of progressivism that is still on parts of the campus today, regardless of what's happened with uh, the former president of the university. So, um, but back then, I mean, I got to imagine going from Liberty and then going through your career and then going to Naropa, that was a, that there was a, there was a, a personal transformation um, un- unlike anything that many people probably, probably go through. We all go through our own journeys, but that seems like a whole other podcast in and of itself. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, the thing I'd say is, gosh, you know, I'm just so grateful for the life that I've been given and the one that I get to explore. So yeah, you know, I, I'm, well, you know, my parents and I shared a really close relationship, but as, as I started to really understand more about who I was, it, it got harder. It got difficult for sure. But I was really clear that maintaining a relationship with my parents was um, as hard as it would get, that that was really important to me. Mm. Um, and I got to be with both of them. They're both gone now. I got to be with both of them in their passing. I wouldn't trade that for any amount of like me sort of standing my ground and some sort of like, you're this and that's wrong. And, um, but I think what it's taught me about being in the business world um, and being in a community that I live in is um, I have a deep compassion for um, all kinds of people. And I think, you know, um, we talked a little bit about social justice before we uh, came on the recording here. It's like, I'm really passionate about how people that have conservative views don't become for people that maybe don't share those views somehow vilified um, Mm. for their beliefs. Right. Um, And I think when we think about the complex nature of uh, community and especially community at work, 
one of the things I love is, is that I have an ability to relate to people of faith in a really genuine way mm-hmm. um, and engender those kinds of conversations that um, are unique and different because certainly as we talk a little bit more about me and Sticker Giant and um, self-expression is really important to me, but if it's only important to me and I don't make it important for you, then I- I'm not I'm not doing what I feel is so important and what we all need from a society, right? And the way we relate to each other is like, well, let's talk about how we're same and uh, let's acknowledge we have difference for sure. Yeah. But um, so that that's just one of many things that I'm just, oh my goodness, I'm just so yeah. passionate about. Uh, that it's so true. And it, it's, it's so, it is so critically important. I, I remember I went to, and this is the most political I think I've ever gotten really on, on the podcast. So people might start to pick up on things, but I had come back from India and um, I was connecting on a flight in Germany and it was when the um, everything happened in Charlottesville. So when was that 2016 ish? Or was that 2018? I don't remember. Yeah. I go to India like every other year. So I went yeah. in 2020. I, I don't recall when it was, I think it was in 2016. It, was 20, it would have been 2018. No, it's 2018. It was 20. Was it? Okay. All right. It was 2018. Yeah. Um, because I was coming back with my 10 year old son. Um, and yeah, so my dates are all off. Whenever that happened, we can Google that date. So I was sitting there in Germany and I was like, what's going on? You know, I'm watching the news and it's in German and I speak enough German to order a good German beer and a pretzel and ask if somebody wants to dance, which isn't useful for me, but I, I don't have much German. Um, I don't, my, my German knowledge is, is lacking. So I came back and I went to this uh, rally. I was in Colorado Springs and I was pastoring a church there and they had like a, they had a rally at the, um, at one of the government buildings. And it was like, we stand against white supremacy. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Like, I'll go like represent my community. And I remember sitting there and I was sort of overwhelmed by this odd feeling which was like, I started to take note of the, the crowd that was there. And there was all of this, like, almost like hatred and vilification of anybody who didn't believe like a very specific subsection of political beliefs. And I'm, and, and then they were chanting like, no hate, no love, no, no hate, no fear. Everyone is welcome here. And I thought to myself, but is that true? Like if, if this, you know, if, if these certain people were to come here and, like, I feel like we'd have, we, they would not be super welcome. And so that, what you're talking about is just from a social standpoint, and, and you certainly have to deal with it as, as a CEO. And as you've gone through, you know, as you've been a counselor and, you know, walked through all these different industries, having that ability to say, no, I'm not going to vilify you, but let's, let's listen and let's make each other better. Let's dialogue is just something that Beth, it's just so lost um, that conversation point and it, it, um, it, we need, we need it to return. So, uh, we, we sort of, uh, I love how these conversations that's like yeah. choose your own adventure, but, um, let, let me, let me just respond, um, yeah, please. to one of the things you said, you says might be the most political you've been, but I don't see it as political. Um, yeah. certainly there's a, I'll come back to the connection here with sticker giant. Um, I see it as human. Mm. We humans make things political right fact. humans came Big up with the fact, construct fact. of they came we us humans came up with those constructs right yeah. um so I, I just see 
what's happening politically and socially um, as, as um, our human condition, mm. right? Um, and how we get confused. Um, and right, that, that for me is whether I'm at work or in my um, life outside of work is we all get confused. I get confused. Um, and I, I'm not my best self. I'm when I'm my best self, it's just, I have less confusion potentially. Right. So right. I don't That's see it as political. Point. And, and I think it, you know, at sticker giant, the way it relates to sticker giant is, uh, we, we really don't, uh, we don't advocate or talk about politics, um, actively. Um, even though, you know, uh, John Fisher, our owner and founder, um, the, the company started with one political bumper sticker, but we, we are, let's say, uh, middle of the road and agnostic around political beliefs of our, of our um, customers. Mm-hmm. One thing that um, we have always done, but got much more clear on last summer, uh, was that we actively uh, attempt to not put hate in the world through our products. And that is, that's a, that's a, um, it's an interesting endeavor because mm. I, I say all the time hate can be really subtle like the way people right. put hate into you know uh, graphic renderings of things um is is quite subtle but we we have an active initiative to not uh print hate related things and it doesn't always go so well when we say we're not going to print something but it is in our terms of service that as a company right we we do with we hold the right to decide what we're going to print but um, I can tell you we can print uh, one kind of uh, political statement and r- come down the line is the opposite of that. I won't give you examples. You can fill in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think that is just the heart and soul of what we're talking about is there really is room for everybody um, if we make that room available in our own hearts and minds. And mm-hmm. when we don't, then we get into the um, I'm right and you're wrong. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so let I want to I want to talk a little bit about Sticker Giant. Um, you know, as you're going through your career, you find this company, and you know, you said I just I, you you mentioned like I want to have fun in in work, and certainly from from sort of an outsider perspective, everything that I see about Sticker Giant is fun. You know, you have I mean, obviously there's a lot of work behind it, but um, I've I've sent over. Uh, maybe three or four people who it's like, you know, they'll come and talk to me because we are like, you know, we, we produce labels and I'm like, nope, we're, we're not a, we're a bad fit for you. You should talk to the folks over at sticker giant and everybody comes back to me with, Oh my gosh, I just got a picture of my, my uh, stickers that are shipping out. And, you know, you've got this Guinness book of world record with Saul, the sticker ball, and you have your own Giphy library and just like, super fun, you know, measurable, like you're not, you're not doing it just accidentally. Jesse and his team do a great job of measuring the impact of that. But, um, you know, how much of that would already existed, um, prior to coming there three and a half years ago, and maybe how has that evolved and where do you, as a CEO now, where do you see that, uh, maybe continuing to go within the company? Cause it's really unique and kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of it already there. Absolutely. Um, you know, 
John Fisher put a lot of things in motion around um, how we do what we do at Sticker Giant. Um, and fun was always something that was part of what was going on. Um, whether it was, you know, um, um, crock pot luncheons and chili cook-offs and, uh, you know, kegerator with beer available, those kinds of things. But, you know, it was with purpose uh, that he mm. did that. So our stated purpose is still the sta same stated purpose that John put out to the company years and years ago. We've changed it slightly. Uh, and the purpose was uh, to be a good company to work for. Now, we've, we've added one word to that more recently to collectively create a good company to work for. So as we grow, right, this idea of an org organization being an ecosystem is something that we, um, we believe in deeply. And back to Fisher, he uh, started looking for proven processes uh, when the company was much smaller uh, so that he didn't have to figure everything out. And one of uh, the folks that's still really um, a, a big uh, influence on Sticker Giant is Zing Train and Zingerman's Deli up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, and uh, the guy that's the right, that writes prolifically and speaks is Ari Weinswag. Uh, okay. And he speaks about... Um, the organization being an ecosystem and others do as well. Um, Ari is a uh, self-proclaimed and professed uh, anarchist. So he believes in self-organizing teams and um, really um, having things that people can connect to that are fun. And if you, if you Google Zingerman's and look at what they're doing, everything they do, they're a deli, uh, but what they do is fun. And then they have actually packaged the systems, uh, whether it be open book finance or how to handle uh, customers. They've put together what they call recipes. Of course, they're right in the food biz. Um, and uh, those are things that are still alive and well at Sticker Giant that we use. So that's just one example. That's cool. I, I Sorry to interrupt your train of thought there, but no, go ahead. Um, this, is a, this is a big part about the packaging industry, I think, is sometimes um, we become so insulated in terms of the people who are to quote the greatest musical of all time, uh, which is Hamilton, uh, who, who are in the room where it happens, it's all the same people. And to, for, for someone like John to be looking at a, uh, a self-proclaimed anarchist who's running a deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan, <laughs> and, and to say like this, we're going we're gonna to get influence from that industry you know, to, to, uh, bring, to bring you on as the COO, uh, is, is again, just another testimony to sort of the culture of saying we, we're going to bring in different voices, um, because it is through that diversity of people and thought and culture and background that we are going to collectively, what did you say? Collectively create a good company to work for. That's um, right. that's, that's really, that's really cool. And I would say for, uh, you know, packaging leaders who are listening to this, uh, what a what what a great lesson, what a great takeaway um, for the entire industry. Uh, I we have we have big. This is this is a small tangent. I'm going to come right back, but we have really really big problems to solve in the packaging industry, whether it's rigid, primary, secondary labels, whatever it is. 
we contribute to and can collectively solve lots of global issues that are impacting communities all around the world. And nothing is going to change if we keep doing the same things over and over again. Um, and so coupling, that's not, to, that's not to denigrate industry level experience that we need the 30, 35, 40 year veterans in the industry who have that tribal knowledge. Um, we need them just as much as we need fresh ideas, new insights from, you know, Liberty and Naropa to come together and say, uh, hey, maybe, there, maybe there's a better way or why not? There's a great book called Loon Shots by Safi Bacall. And um, he, he says most innovative loon shot ideas come from asking the question, well, why not? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I've, I've always found that to be, to be uh, super powerful. So um, sorry, I, I interrupted. Did, did I completely no, no, derail your train of thought? What, let me, no, let me riff on what you're saying. I okay. think, um, you know, just, just my own career, I think, uh, is indicative in some ways of how we have to challenge the way we think. And I think the startup industry and culture has really uh, pointed to that. Like, you don't need to be an expert in a thing to have an idea and get started. Uh, so why do you need to be an expert in this company's niche, uh, what industry they're in, in order to uh, be of benefit um, and be the right leader for that for that moment in time. So, you know, we we have done a lot around uh, building our bench uh, where technology is involved in our business and getting strategic partners that are smarter, better than we're ever going to be ourselves at Sticker Giant. And we've done the same in manufacturing. We have great strategic partners that we have started to build relationships with um, that fulfill that need for that deep industry expertise, but you don't necessarily need that person being the one that is enabling a, our, our, our purpose to collectively create a good company to work for. But it is very connected to making sure in my role that everybody in our organization has all of the tools and support, support that they need, right? So I almost invariably will always say this when I talk about business, I believe that if you get the five rights is what I call them, right? Then that's, and you're constantly working on it, the right people in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right tools and support. So even though it ends with tools and support is last, my experience is if people don't have the right tools and support, even the right person won't be successful. Even if you get them at the right time, you know, the way that equation works. And, you know, okay, can you repeat I, those for me? Sorry. So you said, oh, yeah, you right, write them down. Yeah. The I, right, of course. The I'm right writing, I'm, I have to write down the rights, even though they're two different, two different it's rights. Different rights. Different rights. Yeah. Uh, the right person. Okay. At the right time in the right place, doing the right things with the right tools and support. Right so, person at the right time in the right place, doing the right things with the right tools and support. Yeah. And awesome. so that hails from years and years ago when I was in contact center management and leadership. And um, I think it came out of call centers for dummies. Uh, one of those dummy series books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it just plays true across every role I've had in my career that that's the rubric for the large part that we're trying to solve. And when, you know, Sticker Giants in, enjoyed and been so fortunate to have such good 
solid sustained growth like that kind of growth that's white knuckle and like we're going right it's big growth yeah um so you're always back at radio dial tuning um when you're going that fast yeah in some places we get the right number of people and other places we lag and then we move them so there's always this sense of we're never fully dialed in but we're always working to dial in uh more and more i think you know what happened with covid for us was uh of course you know our our promotional sticker business weren't a lot of events you know marketing budgets completely dried up and our label business exponentially grew i think at its highest point we were 70 percent year-over-year growth um in labels Mm. so uh we our manufacturing team had to do a lot of collaborating and and reconfiguring and uh running different kinds of ships and um uh, our supply chain folks had to figure out oh goodness like we need more of this material and less of that material. So um, the, I think we're always sort of in relationship to uh, those five things and where are we and how do we just keep moving forward? Because it's never going to be perfect for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I only have two more questions for you. Uh, one of them, and those of you who aren't going to able are going to watch the video, uh, aren't going to appreciate this question, um, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Is that a shark with a laser beam on its head as your virtual background? Is that what's going on here? Uh, shooting a laser at Saul, the sticker ball? It is. I'm trying to get, look. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, I, I, in the head, right? Um, well, yes, it's fine. It I just was like, but <laughs> I mean, again, like what, what a, you know, you talk about culture, you talk about having fun, you talk and, and it just sort of, it's just naturally like, yeah, this is just our company's virtual background is a shark with a laser beam, which is an, an homage to Austin Powers, I believe. Probably. Uh, probably the Austin Powers movie, shooting a laser at the Guinness Book of World Record largest sticker ball. Uh, so I just was like, oh my gosh, that is, it's per, and, and, you know, it, and you're, you're the CEO, like you're not some like goofy salesperson like I am, like you, you're, you're the, you're the, the person like you're representing and you're like, I'm going to go with this one. I think it's great. Um, uh, so, so that was, that was just a, that was just awesome. That that's, that's what you're rolling with. Let me respond just really quickly because sure. if any of our marketing team are listening or if they're not, I want to, uh, absolutely tip my hat and put my hand on my heart. Like our brand is everything to us Mm -hmm. and the iterative nature of what our marketing team continues to do with the sticker giant brand is second to none. I mean, I just, uh, I'm going to spoil and no spoiler alerts, but I get to hang out with them. Uh, every other week I spend, uh, 50 minutes with them in the morning and we do a sync up they're just the creativity on that team is um just really second to none and the way they work as a team to continue to bring the brand um because you know really what we believe is we're we are a provider of our customers brands we enable their brands so we aren't out in the market talking about our brand so i think the strength of how the brand shows up in its organic nature is uh really powerful but we are featuring everything we do on social uh um andrew montranga writes our 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 blogs uh and does our podcast and certainly the team also 
you know, supports him there, but we're featuring our customers um, and their brands. So I think, you know, it's important to say that when our brand is related to so um, directly and so well, it's because the intent is that all of what we're putting out there is just organic matter, but we're not like that company, like beating our own um, brand uh, drum. We, mm-hmm. we just let the brand speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Including um, a shark with a laser. Sharks with laser beams on their heads. Uh, that was great. Um, well, I, I normally ask, uh, I normally ask a kind of a, a similar question, but um, I, I, I think I kind of want to ask a totally different question. Uh, so normally it's like, well, you know, kind of what's the future for either, what's the future for the industry or what do you see as a future of sticker giant? Um, and, and you can, you can speak to that. Um, but I, I kind of want to make this connection to um, the uh, kind of the, the, you called it the sponsorships that you guys are doing and the, the things that Sticker Giant supports and you talk about uplifting your, your brands. And so maybe rather than having you talk about what you see, um, you know, maybe talk about like, let's talk about some of the, the organizations that you're supporting, uh, some of the ways that you're uplifting other brands and uh, in this rather than, I think in a place where maybe you would even say like, we're not super comfortable with self-promotion, uh, but we're, we, we really love other promotions. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, let's, let's maybe use this time to just talk about some of the cool stuff that, that uh, Sticker Giant is working on and supporting. I love that question. Um, I, I think I'll take us back to the, the blog and the podcast. Um, we very intentionally have, um, I'll back up, Sticker Giant is, um, able to provide labels and stickers to all kinds of companies. So we are not in in the tag and label industry. Typically, you know, people are in a specific sector of business, Mm -hmm. like if it's food or beverage or on and on that goes. But for us, our, our, uh, our reach and our ability to connect with customers is really across all industries. And what we've begun, what we've become um, very focused on is featuring uprising uh, new companies that are underrepresented folks. So mm-hmm. founders and uh, people that are starting businesses, uh, really helping them get their stories out there. Um, and the ones we're featuring more regularly are uh, underrepresented founders and businesses. And I couldn't be more proud of um, how the team is really uh, put that at the forefront of what we're doing. Um, you know, internally, we um, a lot of what I talk about right now in my role is we talk about external growth a lot. We're starting to now talk about uh, how does internal growth uh, connect with that external growth. So our initiatives uh, and strategies on DEI and B, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging are, are very apparent to me in what we're doing, how we put ourselves out in the world. And, and we intend that to be on some level subtle uh, and then other ways not. Um, but we wanna use our ability to feature companies that are underrepresented because if our blog helps them get a few more customers or being on our podcast helps them get a few more customers, we feel like we're playing a really um, great role in the yeah. larger, you know, the small, medium uh, business 
ecosystem, right? Uh, and sure. how we play in that. Well, and, and, and I know this, this would take a, a longer time to unpack than we might have here, but I would say for, you know, for Sticker Giant, there are, there are a, there's a lot of companies who, you know, they'll talk about, you know, the DEIB initiatives and they'll, they'll have a statement and it's in it, that I would almost say is it's, it's good, but that's the easy part is saying like, Hey, this is what we, this is what we're going to stand for. And it's another to have, you know, as, as you, you have described yourself, like as a non-gender binary CEO in the label industry is, is, is a big testimony to what's like who sticker giant not only says that they are um but is doing you know the things that you're saying that you that you're doing right like so it's not just hey we're going to uplift brands that's good you should do that but you're also saying and we're going to go set the tone for the industry you know we're going to be um a company who who doesn't just have a person of color in a diversity and inclusion position um, but is going to be at a, is going to be in the boardroom is going to be at the C-suite. So, yeah. um, I think that's thank really critical. And thank you for bringing it up. I, I just want to say, um, uh, my experience of, uh, my announcement is, um, promotion to CEO and being a, a non-binary person in that role, our industry, TLMI, um, uh, label and labeling, um, you, um, I've just, I've just been received with, uh, such graciousness and, um, you know, you can tell from my career, I've worked in uh, transportation, technology, and manufacturing, all male-dominated industries, interestingly sure. enough. And uh, I've just been so thrilled with the response uh, on my promotion and me putting myself out there in that way. Uh, it's just been really amazing. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and it's not, it's not, you know, it's not small, it's not trivial, but it's also cool that, um that you have felt so warm, you know, such a warm welcome. And, and I would hope that that just continues, you know, you've been, uh, is it now, let me look or after on this recording, it said three months on, on the LinkedIn. So, um, you know, let's, let's hope that, that, that continues, uh, long past just the initial, um, you know, the, the initial, uh, announcement. I hope that, no, oh, thanks uh, for that. Yeah, definitely. Well, Beth, it's been fantastic, uh, to have you on, uh, such a fun and dynamic conversation. Um, I, I you I didn't get to drop my bad dad joke, and I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I just loved I just loved all the uh, the you know the 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 grabbable wisdom. I think the five rights. You know the your just the things that you're doing um, are are really they're they're actionable. They're inspiring, and um, and I'm. I'm glad to know you and to be connected. And uh, certainly Likewise. when I come back to Colorado, uh, we can, uh, hopefully we can hit up, um, what was it called again? Wibby's? Wibby. Wibby. Yeah. Hopefully. Wibby. We can... Yes. Listeners, if you're in Longmont, Colorado, get by Wibby. Uh, they put on a really great show over there for beer and eats and the environment is just like none other. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and if you've never been to Longmont, if you think Colorado is only skiing and going to Denver, and cannabis uh there's a whole bunch of other stuff to explore from fort collins all the way down to you know trinidad and walsenburg and durango and grand junction it's a, it's a really great state so it might be longmont versus everyone 
Uh, but in a weird way, it's also kind of Colorado versus everyone. And I fight that every day as a Colorado uh, native, essentially native, living in Salt Lake City. It's like, you know, I got I got to represent um, for for all the Colorado stuff. So, um, Beth, thanks so much for being on. It's it's been great. Hey, how would people connect with uh, with Sticker Giant? Is it uh, go through the website? Is that the easiest way? You guys have a great website. Yeah, absolutely. Go through the website. Uh, we also have chat on the website. Uh, support at stickergiant.com is uh, uh, the email. And uh, yeah. Okay. And they, they can find you, oh, find you on LinkedIn. Hey, You're always yeah, putting and, up great content. Yeah. And if, uh, if uh, folks want uh, a discount code, uh, use stick with Beth, all one, uh, all one line, and you can get uh, a discount on your first item. Would, awesome. would love for you to use that code. Cool deal. Stick with Beth. There you like go. Like it. All right. I'll make sure to put that into the uh, show notes. So, Beth, it's been great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for the good work you're doing in the world. Appreciate you, friend. Bye. Please make sure that you like, share, subscribe. Let's spread the good news and the joy that packaging can be in the world. You can find this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We appreciate the ratings and the comments and the sharing. It's only going to keep getting bigger because packaging is awesome.